Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies broadcast. My name is Luke Hatfield. Uh, it is season five, it's episode three, uh, and I'm joined by a man who is full to the brim of adult, adult ball pit banter and oh, pro no. chicken. I was not expecting you to say that, I was just expecting you to say chicken. Mr. Joe Massey. Hello mate, you alright? Yeah, I mean it looks like you had fun. I've got some fun, mate. Um, first things first, um, I'm spending a lot of time with you lately. You are, mate. We're, spe- we're seeing a lot of each other. It's worrying. Um, do you know where I am right now? You're not speak? on my front door, are you? <laughs> that would be great. That's a real shame I'm not, no. That's a real... I'm not, unfortunately. I'm not. Um, have another guess. Yeah, you're not at Hernando's. No, I'm not at Hernando's. I am in the the off. There's in the expression star offices. There is a room called the bubble. No, which is where we normally record our podcast before COVID. And I'm literally sat in there, mate. I'm sat. I'm li- I can see an empty Luke Hatfield shaped chair. I'm just looking at it longingly, wishing you were opposite me as usual. Oh, mate, that makes me sad. Does it make you sad? Yeah, it does. It makes me sad knowing that you're in there on your own. Ah, yeah, I'm missing you, mate. I'm missing. Even though, even though we went out for a meal on Monday, even though I saw you all day yesterday, it I'm was all day you. yesterday as well. By the way, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> that was a long day. Um, yeah, I can see your chair, mate. I can see well, your chair, mate. We're gonna have to like organise ourselves a bit better and make sure we're both in the office together now that COVID is kind kind of over, kind of over, kind of over. Yeah, I mean. The government think it's pretty much over by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, we'll have to organise. How are you doing? All right, mate. Yeah, very well. Yeah, good. I mean, I've had a crazy 48 hours. I haven't had a phone for 48 hours. Oh, yeah. Which is not great when you're a journalist. Because no, I couldn't get hold of people and they couldn't get hold of me. So it has been... It was, it was so ridiculously stressful. I'm not proud of how stressed it made me. Um, my phone basically stopped charging actually after we went for a meal on Monday night. Um, so I'm not sure if you did something to it or not. Or did Josh Kettle get his hands on it? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but yeah, it stopped charging. I got home, put it on charge, wouldn't charge, and I haven't been able to charge. Haven't been able to charge it since. I finally got a new a new phone today. When I say new phone, it's just a, a same version of the rubbish one I had, but makes it makes life a lot easier. Believe me. Believe me. As long as it continues to post pictures upside down, I'm happy. Oh, I wonder if that'll stop now. I never thought of that. Oh, I really hope it doesn't stop. Um, yeah, fingers crossed now, surely. Yeah, I can, I'll have to do that on Friday. That's job number one. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Um, shall, we get, shall we get into the thick of it? Because we've got a lot to talk about today. Oh, I'm glad that banter section's over and you've, you've completely... Yeah, that's fine, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, actually, let's go back, because, I mean, the, the listeners will have no clue about my intro. The adult ball pit banter. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. Se- I got sent a, a photograph um, of yourself, which won't be shared on social media. Because I told to... you not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was going to go up, and then you were. I was, I was explicitly told not to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to share it. Uh, do you want to explain that to all the listeners? Because I, I think everyone knew that you are on two stag dudes, but... Oh, there's the phone. There's the phone. It definitely works. Oh, Mateus Pereira's been sold. Any joking? Oh, mate, uh... you scared me then. 
Um, yeah, so when I'm saying Stagdays, they were brilliant. Both of them are brilliant. Liverpool for the first one. Then I had a week in Devon with my family, five days in Devon, and then we went to London for the second one. It was ace. The one in London was ace. Mm. Um, went to this really cool, like, like bar, which was like a table tennis venue. Okay. So it was like it was like a massive bar with like fifteen table tennis tables in it, DJ playing, and then they they like put these these table tennis tables were really cool. They like um, you you played extra games on top of table tennis, mm. so like a target would like pop up on the table worth like twenty points, and as well as returning the ball, you'd have to hit the target if you get what I mean. Yeah. Or like it would come up with like I think the game's called Bejeweled. You know, when you get all those colours shapes and you have to hit them to make them disappear. Yeah. Or that will come up on your side of the table and you have to do that. Or you could just put it so you just counted a rally, basically. Every time you hit the ball and it bounced, like, how long a rally you could do. So, yeah, that was a really cool place to go. And then, then the weirdest place we went after that was an actual adult ball pit. Mm. Which, everyone knows what a ball pit is, don't they? Of all the colourful balls. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, if anyone's got kids listening to this, they'll know, like, they'll be in them all the time at soft plays and stuff, like I am with, like, my kids. But this was an, an adult one, and I thought it sounded kind of awful. Um, uh, until was, you got in. Until I got in, when it was just absolutely, it was chaos and incredible. It was a, it was a right laugh. I mean, it's essentially an excuse for. 15 lads to play rugby without a rugby ball yeah that's what happens you just basically like tackle people to the floor it was it was a right laugh yeah but the picture doesn't um the picture of me is horrific i'll um i'll give you that so yeah please don't tweet it (laughs) yeah that was my weekend mate that was my that was that's been my 10 days well it sounds like you had a good time i mean i had a pretty good time as well you Um, pretended to be me i did pretend to be you um, I actually, I actually did a, a match report on one game. Uh, I was at all the other games as well. I even drove all the way to Walsall, like a lot of Albion fans, uh, to get there and to be told to do one because the game wasn't on. Um, but the, the the best kind of came at, at, at the end of it, really. Uh, Birmingham City nil, West Brom four. We'll talk about this quickly. I know you weren't there, but what a great way to end a very good pre-season. Very, yeah, I mean, I think it's given everyone quite a lot of optimism, really. And I'm kind of hoping it's going to be... I'm hoping that's going to be a blueprint-ish for what we see throughout the course of the season. I think everyone knows Albion are supremely fit. Mm. Ismail has got them to unbelievable levels of fitness. I think... And I think a lot of... T- I mean, look, look, everything's going to unfold in the season, is that you can't read too much into friendlies. But I'm expecting... Albion to get stronger and stronger into games and that essentially to get stronger while everyone else is tiring um, and I think a lot of teams aren't going to be able to cope with Albion after the interval in the second half I think Albion are going to probably score a lot of late goals this season mm. um, and I think I wasn't there um, but from speaking to you and speaking to other people that were there that seems to be the case on Saturday Blues were okay in the first half it was a fairly sort of evenish first half um, but then after the interval, Albion's fitness levels just told and they blew them away. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, from what we're hearing, that was very sort of similar, but it happened a lot earlier in the friendly against Sheffield Wednesday. Look, of course, Sheffield Wednesday are a league one side now. Um, 
But basically, for 20 minutes, they gave it a go behind closed doors. And then after 20 minutes, they were just so... They were just being suffocated, really, by Albion's energy that they sat back and basically just tried to contain Albion for the rest of the game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, putting a decent performance at Watford, from what I gather, you were at that one as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they were good. They were good. All, all, they, it was weird because... The Blues game, you, you've kind of said it already, but I mean, I was there. 20, 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes, Blues probably looked a little bit better on the day. But then all of a sudden, just Albion just kind of turned it on. And then second half, they, they really shone. Whereas with Watford, I thought Albion started really well. And it was earlier in pre-season, so earlier in their preparations, of course. But you could tell they tired a bit toward the end. That wasn't evident in the other games that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be... It's going to be fascinating to watch. It really is. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, moving it on slightly, but I mean, it just feels like such a happy camp. Um, I think we are. I mean, I speak about Jake Livermore a lot. We obviously spoke to him after the Woking game, and we sort of went big on that in the last podcast. But he's always a good yardstick for me for how sort of the camp is at Albion because he speaks so well and he is so professional and he's always sort of willing to come out and talk and. Look, of course he wasn't playing under Sam Allardyce. Of course he looks an absolute, he looks an integral player again under Ismail. But speaking to him yesterday, and you just get the impression that it, it is a happy camp again. Um, mm. it, it, it's a weird, uh, weird thing to say, but it feels a bit Slavonesque again in terms of how happy they are. Mm. Ismail's very, very different to Slaven in terms of, um, well, for starters, he's huge on fitness where we all know Slavin wasn't really yeah. um, and also he's, he's I mean he's nowhere near as emotional um, Slavin was very very emotional very in the moment whereas Ismail is just is just cool calm and relaxed about absolutely everything yeah um, but yeah just 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 in terms of the atmosphere around the club again the way the people are speaking and sort of everyone seems just everyone just seems a bit happier again Mm. Um, it just feels better. Um, so yeah, that's that's. I've not. I've looked. The Woking friendly is the only friendly I've seen. But it's the it's the feel around the club that is making me more optimistic for the future and, and excited for the season ahead. Mm. Tough start at Bournemouth on Friday, but I don't know. It feels it feels good. It does feel good. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, I suppose the question is, Joe: Do results really matter a whole lot when it's when it is pre-season? Because you could argue Woking, Sheffield Wednesday, Watford, obviously earlier down the line, maybe don't matter as much. But when you get such a result, you do against a Championship opponent in Birmingham City and a local rival, so they're going to be up for the game, and it's the last pre-season game for these clubs as well, so. It's very much going to be. This is our basically what's going to be our starting eleven. Probably, maybe a couple of changes here and there. Can you take much out of the result? Um, I I personally don't really think so. It's it's, it's a nice way to end the four 0 win. I think I think friendlies are apps are like in terms of the results of friendlies. I think they're absolutely meaningless. I think a friendly against a local rival is one step up from meaningless. To be honest, mm. um, it's nice. It's nice to get like Blues. It is a derby. Albion did blow them away, um, but 
friend friendlies are friendlies. They just they just they're forever purposes really. So I'm just not. Yeah, absolutely nobody is going to care about that Blues result mm. at ten thirty on Friday. Absolutely, no one's going to care about it. So yeah, it's um it's yeah it is it is a bit irrelevant to me. Nice, nice, but irrelevant. Yeah. You touched on it before, and we're going to kind of segue into this kind of section now. You said it was a happy camp. Um, I think I think you might be intentionally not including one specific player, um, Mr. Mateus Pereira, um, who, along with Sam Johnston, was expected to leave um, at the start of this summer. Both players are still around, but now they couldn't be in more like polar opposite positions. In terms of the thinking and the mood, could they? No, no, and I think yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously, we are. When I'm saying it's a happy camp, we are sort of discarding Pereira really there. Um, in a way, it's a strange one because he's the the best player at the club and the, probably the best player in the league. Um, but he is quite easy to discard, if you like, because Ismail's never expected to have him Ismail, yeah. from the moment Israel arrived through the door. The plans have been to sell him. He wants to go. Albion want to sell him. Everyone knows that. Um, so none of his plans have really involved Pereira. A lot training. Look, the training. I mean, I'm not gonna. We're just gonna. We might as well just talk about it rather than sort of answering the question. But the training thing's interesting. In terms of look, Pereira's obviously training with the first team, but and he, and, he, and his his version of events is he's he's given his all in training, which. He probably is in terms of what in terms of what he can do, but training is very game specific. Mm. So but Pereira isn't involved in these games, so all that element of training he's not part of. So it's a it's a diff, it's a difficult one. Um, look, Pereira wants to leave. Albion want to sell him. Ismail from day one has never really had Pereira in his plans, so that's why it's so easy. Easy to discard him if you like. Look, so there's the situation. Everyone will know the situation. After the Blues game, Valerian Ismail said, Pereira isn't committed to us. I think Pereira really took exception to that word committed um, and then issued his statement, which he basically said he felt like he'd been disrespected. He felt like he'd been called unprofessional based on the fact that, look, he has turned up to training every day. He has taken part in what he's been told to do. Um, he has been a fabulous player for Albion for the last two years, um, but but he wants to leave, and I think they're both. I, I, bizarrely, I think they're both right um, mm. in a way. Like I think they've both got a point. Um, but Pereira coming out, and uh, I don't think uh, the truth is he's not committed to Albion, is he? He's, he wants to leave. So for Pereira to say otherwise, you can't. His statement was a contradiction for me. Yeah. Um, you can't say you are. It's just it's just a bit ridiculous. But I think that the truth is that Ismail obviously knows, has read obviously Pereira's statement. He obviously knows what's annoyed him. And at the press conference yesterday, he said exactly the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. He, he was very non. He was very nonplussed about it, wasn't he? Yeah, he's non The word is we we spoke about it before the video, didn't we? Like that, it's the word is relaxed. He's just mm. he's just not bothered. Is that's how it comes across? He's he, he is not going to let Pereira disrupt his preparations for this season. He has got his 
that I think Albion are very, very close to being done in the transfer market. They still will make... They're not done. Just we have to make that because some misinformation came out yesterday. Mm. That Albion, and they're not done, just for anyone worry, wondering about that. Um, but they're not a million miles away from being done. They obviously need a striker or want a striker. So he has been working with this group of players for however many weeks now, getting everyone to buy into his system, getting everyone to know exactly what they have to do in his system, ready for this Bournemouth game on Friday. He is not going to let Mateus Pereira disrupt his plans. He's just not going to let it happen. Mm. Um, but I thought, it, I mean, the story was, in many ways, that Ismail used exactly the same word that annoyed Pereira first time around again. I mean, he wasn't backing down. No. Um, the trouble is, when you use the word backing down, it, it makes it sound like a fight. But Ismail was so relaxed and so nonplussed about it, like you said, it's not a fight, is it? Because he's just like not even, he's just not bothered. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a shame Pereira put out the statement, to be honest. Um, like I said, I think it's a contradictory statement. I think, I, th- I think probably it's his, him and his agent's team f- trying to force a move more um, mm. because to get that upset about one word when the truth is he doesn't want to stay. Yeah, it's a bit. It's all gone a bit ridiculous. But that said, as I said on the video, he, I absolutely love him. Love him as a player. He's the best player I've watched on a consistent basis. He's been outstanding for the last two years. In my opinion, he deserves to be in the Premier League. Um, or if he wants to go to Saudi Arabia, that's his choice. Um, yeah, bit of a shame of a sour note. But hopefully, I'll remember. if he does go, I will remember him for, the, for his brilliance. I really will. Yeah. yeah. Um, you touched on it there, Saudi Arabia. It seems pretty obvious that there was at least contact um, between the club and the player. Because, I mean, Pereira, rightly or wrongly, has admitted as much on social media, which obviously, strictly, is, isn't supposed to happen, but everyone kind of accepts that it, it, it does a, a little bit. I mean, is this kind of statement going to put potential suitors off, do you think? No, no, I don't, I don't think it'll put anyone off. Um, I think... The issue, the issue, the the over the overall issue for both Pereira and Johnson, if you like, is is a, is a COVID market. There's there's just not the buyers in Europe that there would have been before COVID, um, and teams in the Premier League. There's been absolutely barely any movement at all in the Premier League, as there until today. Um, mm. Let's not talk about that. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I think that. I think Grealish's move may may kickstart a few things. Yeah. Um, who like maybe and who knows maybe that will affect Pereira somewhere down the line. You never know. But yeah, I don't think that's I don't I don't think that statement will um, will change anything. What what's, what what we know about Pereira is as it stands, and this is my understanding of the situation. A lot of clubs have been linked this summer. An awful lot of clubs have been linked. From what we understand, the only two clubs that have sort of approached Albion um, and how talks of Albion are West Ham and Al-Hilal in, in Saudi Arabia. Um, mm. Those talks, I understand, are very much ongoing. There's, it's, got, it's got weird with um, the Saudi Arabian press, if, if, if that's okay to say. Like it's, 
all this information keeps coming out that bids have been accepted and or or, or this and that, and that's just not the case. But 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 this doesn't. I've I've said this on the podcast before. It's not. I think people think that like everyone sat around a fax machine and like you send a fax and it says we're willing to pay twenty million pounds and a fax comes back and says no, that's not the case. So you send another fax that says, okay, we'll pay 22 million pounds. It just doesn't work like that. Like bids are, bids are basically made when everything's agreed, mm. as strange as that sounds. So what I can tell you is talks between Al-Halal and Albion, what we understand is they're ongoing. Um, because they're always ongoing. You just, it just doesn't like, it doesn't work like, oh, right, solid bid, solid bid, solid bid. You just talk and talk and talk and come to an agreement. And then when that agreement's raised, you go, right, here's, here's the offer. So here's the, here's the offer in writing. Um, so, yeah, Al-Halal's still in for him. No, no, nothing has been accepted. Um, as, we, as, we, as we sit here now at quarter to three on Wednesday, no agreement has been reached. Mm. That's not to mean to say it couldn't happen in the next minute because they are in talks. But but as we sit here today, it hasn't happened. Um, and that's where we are. Look, he wants, he's been offered what he describes as a life-changing sum um, to go out there. From what we gather, it's well in excess of 100, 100 grand a week. Well mm. in excess. Um, he, he wouldn't get that in the Premier League, I don't think. He's on about 30 grand a week with Albion. I think he'd probably be looking at, what, 60 grand a week in the Prem? Yeah, depending on the club he goes to, he might be lucky to get maybe 70. Maybe 70. I mean, basically, we're thinking he's almost doubling his wages again if he goes to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of money. You, you can understand why that is incredibly tempting for him. Um, but it's not, it's not the level he should be playing at. Let's be honest. No, it's not the level they should be playing at. But I, when it first broke, I thought there was absolutely no chance. Uh, to be honest, if I was in now, I think I might, I might go to Saudi Arabia. Mm. If you're offering me 140k a week to cover Albion, well, mate, yeah, I'd definitely go for that. You get to um, cover Al Halal for the season. I'd, well, I'd do it for 140k a week, mate. Um, I think, I think, if we're being honest, a lot of people listening to this for that amount of money. I think you can now understand why, why he would, con- why he is seriously considering it. Mm. Uh, it isn't it? Is a, I mean, seventy grand a week's a lot of money, but to double it, I mean, it's just astronomical. So, f- yeah, first one said, but what we understand is that they've, as of as again, as of like ten to three on Wednesday, they've been nowhere near. So, my contacts are telling me that the the, the bid they've the bid they've made was €8 million, Euros, um, £6.8 million. Pounds. Other news outlets, very credible news outlets, have said they've, act- they've actually reached £10 million, pounds, mm. which we, we, might, we both might be right. They might have got their information after me and it might these talks are ongoing, like I said. So from, it, might, it might be that my information was the opening bid. Um, but it's irrelevant, isn't it? Whether, 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 whether it's £6.8 million, pounds, €8 million, Euros, £10 million, Euros, £10 million, pounds, it's still way off. It's way off. On. Like we're way off. We're way off. We're way off. Um, so it's all all irrelevant, really. Um, but yeah, crazy time with him. So much misinformation out there. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. A worrying amount of misinformation, really. Um, 
But yeah, that's where we are. Will he go? I think he probably will. Um, Could be one that rattles on, you think, though. It feels to me like everything's getting building up for him to leave on loan. Yeah. For maybe like a three, I don't know, what would it be? Four, five million pound loan fee? Yeah. Get him out of the club for a year. I think I think that that's it feels like it's heading in that direction to me. Um but we'll see. But but I expect him to go before August thirty one. Mm. Let's say he doesn't go. No one comes in, no one matches Albion's valuation, which they are perfectly entitled to stick to. Does he have a future under under Ishmael after what has been a very public uh, disagreement or, or mate could you call it a spat I'm not too sure either way would he have a future at the club um, I mean this sort of goes on what we said on the podcast last week I mean I, I think he would like I think everyone's everyone's like a, a grown up um, I don't think it's really that bad I mean sometimes I think it just looks more dramatic than it actually is mm. Um, look, I think I think everyone's made their bed, really. To be honest, I think Ismail just is happy to move on without him. I think Pereira wants to go. I, I, I can't, I can't honestly, I can't imagine a world where he stays. But, but if he did stay, and on September the first, he walked into Ismail's office and said, "I'm staying. I want to be part of you. I want to be part of your plans. I want to get fully up to speed with." the way you want to play, will you give me a chance? Ismail's not going to say no. Mm. Um, football, football. you've got to remember, like, football is a, is a changing room full of grown men like, who, who want to win football matches. They're not, you don't have to be best mates with someone. I'm not yeah. saying that they're, they're not. You've just, you just got to get on with it. Like, everyone's there for their careers and, and, and to win games of football and be successful. So, look, people have come back from similar situations. Berahino came back from a similar situation at Albion. Um, so look, I wouldn't. Any f- situations can be retrieved, but I do think Pereira will go. Mm. One man who doesn't look as likely to leave now, of course, Sam Johnston. Uh, as I said, very different position. Um, particularly after hearing Ishmael speak about him, he's another player who's expected to leave. Very different contract situation as well. Obviously, out of contract next summer. Um, if Albion don't sell this summer, they risk losing him for nothing. But it seems like he is much more... Or, let's just say, Ishmael has him in his thinking far more than Pereira does right now. Yeah, well, it's a complete... I mean, uh, I think we said this earlier, didn't we? But like the, 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 the difference between the way he spoke about the two, pe- the two players was just... It, it was the... He was what it was the like the headline of the press conference really. I mean, he just he he couldn't have been, and he used the word committed again. Funnily enough, for for Sam, yeah, yeah. and said how how impressed he's been with his commitment and his, his willingness to play. And yeah, he's basically just he he basically said the exact opposite about Pereira, about what he said about Johnston. Um, yeah, Sam has come back from England duty early. He was he was granted extra time off, obviously, for being part of the England squad that got to the finals of the Euros. He was allowed another week, but he came back a week early. From the moment he came back, he said to Ismail, look, obviously everyone knows the contract situation. He's got a year to go. He wants, he understandably wants to play Premier League football. But he said, look, if, 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 
I'm, I'm awesome. I'm, I love Albion. I'm happy to be here. Mm. Or, I want to be considered for selection. Whereas what we understand with Pereira is there's, a, there's, a, there's a, both sides are basically saying we're not going to play you. Like Albion don't want him to get injured. Pereira doesn't want to get injured. So he's not playing. Whereas Johnson has come back and said, look, I, I want to play. Um, I want to play and I want to be part of this. I want to be like, I want you to treat me as if I'm I'm a serious member of this squad because he he very he very he, he could be. And I mean, and I and to be honest, now I expect him to be. I think his options have run out. Mm. Ismail said this on at the presser yesterday. Said this: the transfer market is very different for a goalkeeper. Um, we've sort of said it a few times on the podcast. Where is he going to go? Yeah. Um, and a sort of he was never going to go to Man United, really, even though they were linked. Tottenham was always a possibility, but I'd say only if they sold Lloris. Yeah. Um, I still think Leeds was maybe a possibility, but that, that interest doesn't seem to have materialised. And then there was West Ham, um, who bid £6 million, saw it rejected, and they've signed Ariola on loan from Paris Saint-Germain instead. So I don't think... It is difficult for a goal because Johnson's got to be a number one wherever he goes. Yeah. He can't. He can't. He's just not that type of person to be a number two anyway. He just. He, he just wouldn't. He's just not. He just wants to play, doesn't he? So, I think his options were limited. But there's no doubt about it. He loves being at the club. He's so settled with Albion. I don't think if Albion had somehow stayed up last season, there'd be no question about him staying. He would. He would absolutely be staying. Yeah. Um, but there's no doubt about it. He can potentially get away with it this season, potentially, but he has to be in the Premier League the season after next. Yeah. He has to be. Um, so, yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't see him leaving now. Um, unless unless there's, a, there's a lot of movement in the market with, with goalkeepers. You just don't... The only real landing spot I can envisage now is Arsenal and that's if, if they just don't get a deal done for Ramsdale yeah that's true yeah and that's the situation we're in with Johnston I mean no, nobody said yesterday that he couldn't go but but obviously it's looking unlikely and because of that he is now being earmarked for the first game after Bournemouth hmm. which is Luton I think at the Hawthorns Um so yeah, very much in contention. Really impressed Ismail with his attitude. Um, yeah, positive, positive, positive. We've got to touch on the on the contract speculation. There's been a story today that um, he has been offered a new deal or he's in talks for a new deal that includes a would include a very not very small but a, a release clause that would. Um, that would allow him to move to the Premier League if Albion don't go up and that would be at a level that wouldn't put off clubs from buying him, basically. Mm. Um, would be below his value. Um, I haven't been able to stand that up or not, is a God's honest truth. I've made, I've made calls on it and as I sit here now, I don't know. Honestly, don't know if that's true or not. Um, the only thing I'd say is if I was Johnson, I wouldn't be signing anything. Yeah. He has to be, in, like we just said, he has to be in the Premier League. Um in the season after next. I would, if I was him, I would be making my my decisions in in March April time. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to find a reason for him to sign a new deal even if it does include that clause. The only way you think you could 
you could maybe do it, and I don't think Albion would be keen on this, is if you offered a new deal where he's earning more money for this season than he would have, and then the release clause is still in place, so you, he's getting some sort of financial benefit from signing it. But I'm in your camp. If I was him, play it like play it out until next season. If Albion do get promoted, then you've obviously got the option of staying there and, and playing the Premier League with Albion. And equally, if things don't work out at West Ham, say, Fabianski's a year older, Ariola goes back on... Uh, if it, I'm not too sure on the details of the loan. I don't know if it's got a view to buy or not. Um, but if Ariola doesn't work out, then all of a sudden he can be signed for free at West Ham. And, yeah, and I, it's, yeah. it's not great for Albion that, losing him for free. But ultimately, if there's no market from this season or this summer, then you, you're left with very, very few options. I agree, and I think if Albion were to get up, he would he would stay. Mm. I, I've got no doubt. I've got absolutely no doubts how happy he is at the club. No doubt about that at all. Um, but he has come so far over the last year. He he really has, and he, he deserves to be part of the England squad. He can only do that by being in the Premier League. Mm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think he's got to keep his options open personally. For him, and that's just for him, and I think that's fair enough. I think anyone in his position would, would, would be thinking that way, really. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can blame anyone um, in his position. Uh, right, before we get on to a little bit of a, a season preview, um, we saw Adam Reach sign, we've not talked about him. Uh, for me, a, a good signing in terms of cheap, knows the Championship very, very well, and is versatile. I think it's a good signing, I do. I think... Um... I don't know, I think it's been a bit, perhaps gone, I think he's... It was in the shadow time. of the Pereira statement, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it, he signed, and two minutes later, Pereira put out a statement, which was, which was unfortunate for Adam Reach. Yeah, I think it's gone under the radar a little bit. I think, it's, um, I think he's a decent player, I do. I mean, Albion need, need strength and depth down that left-hand side. He's going to fill in for Connor Townsend and be able to play in that front three, which, I mean, a front three, I mean, is, whoever plays in there, it's going to be fantastic, I think. Um, he's 28 years old he's got 200 appearances in the championship um, vastly vastly experienced and I think he's hitting the right age I think his best years are probably going to be the next probably the three years Albion have signed him for yeah. um, I think it's a good addition I think it's a really good addition um, I think it's a smart addition for, for, for a free um, in a COVID market I think it's a I think it's a smart move yeah um, in terms of a striker, Joe, I mean, that, that's I mean, Albion Twitter was going a bit mental yesterday uh, after the presser because of, as you said, a little bit of it was maybe a misunderstanding. Um, in terms of you know Albion's transfer business, they still desperately need a striker, don't they? That's the one position that they really need cover. Yeah, yeah, it's my understanding. Albion are very much in the market for a striker. Um, I think. Yeah, I think there's. It's going to be interesting. I think there's there's potential there's potential there with the players they've already got in terms of. They're all very very good footballers, aren't they? Like Callum Robinson's of what I call a very good footballer in terms of like. Technical ability. Yeah, technical ability, intelligence. Like he's just he, he's how you he's how you want to play the game, really, isn't he? He's like he's just he's very technically good and spots things and uh, yeah and, and uh, I think Grady's the same I, 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 yeah it'd be interesting to see the three of them up there with Matt Phillips coming in coming in and 
coming potentially going through the middle, Grady potentially going through the middle, Carlin Grant potentially going through the middle. It's all very like I mean it's a bit Man City Pep Guardiola esque, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, a bit false ninety. But it's I think it could I think it could be very good to watch. Um, so I think that 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 is there's definitely the option there to play that way. But look, I, but they want the striker. Every, every, everyone wants a striker. Albion want a striker. They they, they they want that option of a of a out and out centre forward at the end of the day. Um, so yes, my, that's that's what I, my understanding is. They're very much working to bring in a striker at what we what we'd call a traditional centre forward. Um, to yeah, to add to the squad, Kenneth Sahor's obviously there. From what we understand, he's making an impression. Um, said on the video that I think Ismail had serious doubts about him when he first came in. Mm. Um, but over the last ten days, he's really sort of up the ante and sort of showed he can play in Ismail's system. So that's a positive. Um, but is Kenza Hall going to fire you to promotion? Probably not. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they strikers the strikers the big one now. Mm. Um, I don't think they'll make many more additions other than a striker. I mean, I'd be. I think it'd be one or two more, really. Um, yeah. Um, because from what I understand, Taylor Gardner Hickman is is very has really impressed Ismail. So I think we're potentially looking at him to cover for Furlong mm. at right wing back. Matt Phillips could do it as well, of course. Yeah. But I think we're looking at Taylor Gardner Hickman as right wing back cover. We've got Adam Reach for left wing back cover. I mean, we've got more centre halves. We've got unbelievable centre halves, unbelievable goalkeepers. If Johnson stays, cracking forwards, cracking wide players. I think the midfield's pretty well covered as well. Given you've got you've got Sawyer's who's still in the squad, of course, and you've got Kevin Castro and Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, and we seem to. Um, it seems to be that maybe Snodgrass will play in one of those central midfield roles as well. So. It looks like we've actually got five central midfielders. Um, Which is more than enough when you're playing two and you're starting 11. Yeah, Liverpool, Livermore, Moet, Castro, Sawyers and Snodgrass. So there's, yeah. Um, so it is, I mean, look, the tree, as you say now, really, one striker is probably all they need. Yeah. I'd say. Um, you, you, I think the squad is, would be fine then. Hmm. I'd agree with you. Um, right, shall we talk? Shall we preview the season? Because we, you know we're right at the start of the season, Joe. The opener is Friday. We'll both hopefully be there. Um, well, I mean, almost certainly you'll certainly be there. I'm hoping to be there as well, um, given our, our accreditation is accepted by um, the lovely people down in Bournemouth. Um, but it's Championship season. Anything and everything can happen. A lot of games, a lot of teams. Uh, sure to be. Um, an emotional roller coaster to to pen a, a, a regular football cliche. Joe, who's going to finish top two for you? Uh, top two. Yeah, because you you were saying previously. I don't know if you said this in the video that you think there's going to be four big teams competing for those two spots, aren't you? Yeah, that does. I think the issue. I think um, it's going to be. I don't know who you. I don't know who's going to finish first, second, third, or fourth. To be honest, but I would be absolutely amazed if Albion, Fulham, Sheffield United, and Bournemouth aren't those four. 
Mm. I'd be absolutely amazed. Um, yeah, so it's a fascinating start, really, because I think it... What does it go? Does it go Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield United? Um, yeah. So, it's a, I mean, it's a... Yeah, it's a cracking start. Um, I, look, I fancy Albion to finish top two. I, 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 look, I really... I think those four teams... I, I genuinely, genuinely believe, and I could be wrong, that those four teams are going to be miles ahead of the rest. Um, I think they're going to be absolutely miles ahead. I think, like, the, I honestly think the league's in complete disarray. Um, I mean, because of COVID. Look, you, how mental is this? Right, Derby County are a big football club, aren't they? Yeah. You cannot get odds on them being relegated. Oh, no, because, I mean, they've got, what, like 10 players? But how crazy is that? Derby County, I mean, they are, they're, they're such a... Uh, they're an illustrious club great history you can't even get odds on them being relegated mm. um, Reading are an absolute mess yeah they're an absolute mess transfer embargo not signed anyone lost 93 million pounds over the last three years absolutely staggering Swansea in the player final last season Steve Cooper's walked out on them They've yeah. gone and got Russell Martin. I watched. I mean, he was I, he was Walsall coach before. I, I mean, I, I, Swansea to me look in trouble. Um, Huddersfield in the Premier League two years ago. No, not for me. Mm. Bristol City lost players. Blackburn going to lose Adam Armstrong. Preston without Alex Neal. Not a good thing for me. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see teams challenging the, the top, the, the, those four. I just yeah. don't see where the challenge. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough and Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. Yeah. QPR like made some good style addition. of play. Stoke maybe, but you just never ever know what Stoke are going to do. Do you like they're so hit and miss? Like it's, it's like that with Forest, isn't it? You just don't know what you're going to get. You just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Forrest or Chris Shooter, he would... It feels like it's going to be a, like a... I'd be... If I was anyone else outside the top four, I think a lot is going to depend on, on who you've got in charge. Mm. And, and that's why I'd be... I, I expect Middlesbrough and Cardiff to have, to, to have a go because those managers just are so savvy in, in those leagues, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but... But you got. But I think what like you got to remember is that there's such a gulf in quality between the Premier League and the Championship, mm-hmm. and you look at players in those squads. Like I can't think. I can't. Um, well, I think Billy Bowden. For he always comes to my head. I think he's left Preston. Actually, let me have a quick Google. Billy Bowden. Yeah, he's at Oxford, right? But Billy Bowden's a player I really like. In like non-league, in like not in non, in like the football league, he was yeah. at Preston last season. I don't know how often he played for them, but like he's a good player. He's at, he's at Oxford now, so this is a bit of a bad example. But you can't compare him to Grady Dean Garner. No, you can't compare him. So all all these good players at the likes of Millwall. I mean, Jeb Wallace is a good player, but all these teams are going to have. I mean, they're just not. They're not Callum Robinson. They're not Grady Dean Garner. They're, they're, they're not Carlin Grant. They're just not. 
I know those players perhaps didn't do it in the Premier League, mm. but but the, last season. But they're still top top players um, for this for this level in particular. So I just think at, and and Fulham and Sheffield United and Bournemouth are, are in the same situation, really, aren't they? Mm. Um, they've all got these players that are either Premier League players or or absolute worst for them. Too good for the Championship, I'd say. Like they're, they're, So I think those four teams are going to blow everyone away. Where I think there's going to be a handful of points between them at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and hopefully Albion are in the top two positions rather than third or fourth. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. Uh, who do you reckon will be top scorer for Albion this season? Oh. I'm going for an unnamed striker, but that's me. Oh, that's a toughie, that is. Because goals could come from the wings, couldn't they? You've got likes of Carlin Grant and Grady and Garner. We know how good they are. Yeah. I think oh, it's a bit boring, isn't it? But I think you probably have to go unnamed striker at this time. Yeah. Just because I mean, I fancy Grady to chip in with a lot. I fancy Callum Robinson to chip in. I really hope Carlin Grant can because I mean he scored seventeen goals for Huddersfield, didn't he, the season before last? So he's got the potential to be the goal scorer, I'd say. Mm. Um, if I was a striker looking to join Albion, though, I'd be absolutely buzzing to play with those. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, Grady, one side, and Callum Robinson, the other. Or Callum, I'd be, I mean, you'd be well up for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, Matt Phillips, will, I think, will get goals this season. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, top score, I don't know, but, yeah, I'll have to go with you, unnamed striker for now. Player of the season. Oh, this is ridic- these are ridiculous questions, mate. Oh, mate. I'm we haven't so- kicked off. Yeah, this is this is the fun of it. We look back at these predictions afterwards and we all laugh at each other. Oh, right, okay. My player of the season, Jake Livermore. Yeah, he's my player of the season as well. I thought he was very yeah. good against Blues. I know you weren't there. He was very good against Blues. Oh, shall we go? Shall I go someone different? Just I think Mowat could be with it, shall we, you know? He's on set pieces, isn't he? Yeah, Mowat. I think Grady could do it. Yeah. Um... Probably Liverpool, Livermore for me, though. Okay. Surprise of the season. I'll go either Adam Reach, because I think he's not being given the credit he deserves yet. Yeah. Or Snodgrass. I'm going to go with, with Castro, you know. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. It's it's such a, it is a bit of a bailout. Like it's a very easy one. Um, yeah, I don't think he's. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I think he's got. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's got a heck, a hell of a lot of potential, and he's and he and he, and he isn't. He is a first team player now. I think originally he was going to be signed for the under twenty threes, but now he's very much in the first team reckoning by the sounds of it. But there's a lot of quality ahead of him. Mm. If, if you were starting a championship game, if you were picking, a, if you were picking a team for Bournemouth or, or whoever, it, I think you'd go Snodgrass over him in, in central midfield still. Yeah. F- just for the pure experience Snodgrass would bring 
So I think he is very much fifth choice at the moment. Mm. But obviously at his age, that's absolutely fine because he's got his whole career in front of him, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and last one, uh, game most looking forward to. So it could be reason for the ground. Is it a ground you've not been to? Is it just um, an occasion? Um, what are you thinking? Oh, these questions. It's the last one, mate. Don't worry. Uh, I don't. We all know what mine's going to be. Mine's going to be Preston away, and I'm praying that they are doing food by them. Yeah, but they didn't do the pie, did they? I told you this. Last, when I went, you didn't come, and they didn't do the pie. This is what I'm saying. When I go, I think I hope I'm hoping that there'll be food, and I'm hoping the pie will be on the menu. Um. So the only ground, and this is a really boring answer, I don't know why we bother with these questions, but the, the only ground I haven't been to in the league is Bournemouth. Oh, first game. Um, and also, that is the game I am most looking forward to because it's a chance to see Ismail Ball or whatever, Val Ball, in actual competitive action. Mm. Um, also, I haven't seen them play for ages. Like Last time I saw them play was against Woking, so... That is, yeah, it's all about Bournemouth for me. Um, that's, that is the game I'm most looking forward to. I can't look beyond Friday, mate. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair Swansea's enough. nice, isn't it? They're always nice there. Yeah, Swansea's always, it's always good fun. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 553818. Um, let's go on to questions then because we've had a lot, a lot of questions. Um, first one comes from former uh, Expression Style journalist Andrew Turton. Do you think there's a date by which the Albion call off any discussions over Pereira and Sam Johnson to focus on the season? Or is that date deadline day? Yeah, it's probably it's probably it's probably deadline day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I think everyone's being very like mature about it. Like that. I mean, Ismail said just like any anything can happen in football, and any and anything can happen in the transfer window. Hmm. So. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that Sam Johnson plays against Luton and is sold on deadline day. It's not. It's not. It's just not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, but yeah, the Pereira one. I mean, I, I feel like they'd be trying to get Pereira, get rid of him, basically until for as long as the clock's ticking on deadline day. Personally. Yeah. I think it's in everyone's best interest for him to go now, isn't it? Hope maybe like a club doesn't have the best start they would have wanted, and then think, oh, we need we need someone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah if West Ham is struggling for goals or something. Yeah. Or if yeah. like someone suffers like an unfortunate injury and it's like, okay, we need someone. 
Yeah, that might that might be what I've been uh, potentially hoping for. Jack Griffiths. Um, it was always mentioned we had a strong budget for the championship, yet we only we've only got three players. How come we aren't going in for a striker, or are we waiting for Pereira to go? So, so it, it it's the words it's the word you use. So it, when you say always oh, had a strong budget, no one's ever said no one's ever. The word the club used was healthy. Um, the, I think the words the club have used is healthy and competitive. We've we've gone over this loads and loads and loads of times. To be honest, that 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 they. Are, the championship is decimated. Like it, there's no one's got any money to spend. The vast majority of clubs have to sell to buy. There mm. are f- there are four clubs in the league that are basically in a in a, it, it's the, the word is correct a healthy financial position, um, and that is Albion, Fulham, Sheffield United, and Bournemouth, um, and they're in a healthy position because they're getting parachute payments. It's as simple as that. Um, Nobody in the championship is buying anyone. Fees are not being like they're just not the cash just isn't being splashed. Mm-hmm. Um, Albion are really fortunate that the parachute payments they've got will help off, offset losses from the pandemic. Um, but yeah, they're just so that they're in a no one's in a great position really, but they're in a they're in a position that's better than most. Mm. better than the vast, vast vast majority so words like strong and that is not it's how you, it's how you interpret strong if if Albion's if Albion are in if Albion have got the third biggest budget this season is that strong yeah well, well they have like they have the, 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 the absolute worst case scenario Albion have got the fourth biggest, but like their wage budget, I absolutely guarantee anyone listening to this podcast will be top four. Mm. Absolutely guarantee it. I don't know where it'll be in that top four, just like I don't know where those teams will finish in the league, but it will, it will be worst case scenario, fourth. Um, so it's just, you've got to take in the, the context of the entire league that we're in and what's what's happened mm-hmm. um and yeah i think yeah that's the well, that is the situation i think most people do understand that now um in terms of the striker they they want a striker yeah albion are in the market for a striker simple as that yeah uh stephen herrington uh do you think Oberfemi from the saints could be a good target this year remember you doing a piece on him last year joe feel he could really suit the system and and as in last year so potentially available for cheap. Yeah, so I do think he'd be a good sign him. I don't know if there's any interest. So there was last year he was linked. Mm. Um and yeah, I spoke I think I spoke to Luke Dowling about him. And he said they liked him but it was gonna to cost too much money, I think. For what? Oh, I can't remember what. There was a reason why. I don't know this time around. I don't know this time around. Luke's obviously gone. Things have changed. Um, I, I, yeah, he'd be a good addition for me. I don't know how much. I don't know how much Southampton would want for him. Mm. Obviously, there's a situation there with Danny Ings, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and his future's probably linked to Harry Kane's, you'd imagine. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I agree, though. He'd be a good signing. Yeah. Uh, Dan Barnett, 
Is this a poop or get off the pot season for Tullock? I've never heard that phrase before. Um, loved watching him against Birmingham and think he's got it in him to get into the squad this season. Side note, it was great to have a pucker pie again at St Andrews. Reckon we'll get them back at the Hawthorns? Oh, I don't know anything about pies, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope the pies are back. be very disappointed if they're not. Uh, but Tullock, uh, yeah, I thought it was impressive uh, performance from him against Blues. He came on, got his goal really well taken, although Zahor probably made that goal for him, really. Um, I was impressed by him. I, I, I don't know whether it's necessarily a make-or-break season for him, though. No, I don't, no. I don't think it's make Is he... It's a good opportunity because he's got much more chance of, of having impact on the first team in the Championship than he would have in the Premier League. Yeah, that's it. That's why I'm thinking he's, diff- he's in a difficult position. He's so unlucky, isn't he? For what, like, in an ideal world, he would be where he is today, having completely torn up League One last season, which mm. I think he's absolutely got the potential to do. Um, but he was injured in his second game, missed the whole of last season. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's a. It's a big ask to go from where, where he was six months ago, say, to keeping out the likes of Dean Garner, Callum Robinson, Carlin Grant. Yeah, it's, it's a big ask to do that. Um, I really like him though. I know I can see why people are, why people like him. He's got something about him. England Youth International, very tricky. He's good on the ball, isn't he? He's, he's good on the ball. He's a really nice player. I don't I feel. I just don't know if he'd be better off going out on loan. Hmm. Like guaranteed first team opportunities. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, you'll get him for the cups, and you know you might be on the bench a few times. So if 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 someone's a bit tired, you might get on. And that, that's like a compliment to him saying he should go out on loan. Like I don't want him. To, I don't. He's he. He does look like a very good player. And the last thing I'd want is for him to stagnate, really. I don't know whether he could get a move. I mean, obviously, I think any club in League One would have him. Um, Could he get a championship move? Maybe. Lower down somewhere. I think it'd be good for him to play. I mean, look, if he can play at Albion, brilliant. But it's just, it's a strength of competition in front of him that would be my concern if I was him. Um... Because he does look a really good player to me. Yeah, I, I agree. You're yeah. still there, mate. I'm still there. Uh, I was just thinking about Rayhan Tuller. Just thinking. Uh, Matty oh, Perry, yeah. apologies if this is too late. It's not, Matty, don't worry. Um, how do you think Ishmael is handling the Pereira situation? I didn't think Ishmael needed to call Pereira out, given everyone knew what his situation was. Was it unnecessary? Uh, I think Ishmael's handled handled it perfectly fine. I think what's been mishandled is is Pereira's reaction to the quotes from Blues, which look when en- whenever you look at something on paper, you always take it the way you feel you should take it, as opposed to how it was actually said. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it goes. I mean, the first thing to say is, I guess, I mean, I wasn't there. It was after Watford. No, it was not Watford. What was it? Blues. It was Blues. Um, I mean, Ismail would have been asked about Pereira. So that, that's your starting point. Like, he, he didn't go out of his way to say it. Yeah. 
like a journalist would have asked him what's the situation with Pereira I don't know how the journalist would have asked the question but obviously so that was that would have been the starting point it wouldn't have it wouldn't the starting point wasn't Ismail then I think it's fine what he said I think it's absolutely mm. fine what he said I don't see any it's still. I said earlier you can see both sides of the coin ish, and and you kind of can. But I'm still surpri- I'm still surprised. Pereira got upset about that comment. He wants to leave. Mm. Therefore, I'm sorry you're not committed. Like if you if you want to leave, you're not committed. It's just as simple as that. So. And the God's honest truth is, I'm not even I'm not even sure Pereira was that offended. Really, I think I I just think they it's, Ismail said yesterday he's made a stand. Is and it I all gesture politics, do you Yeah, I think it's just a. An, I think I, I personally I do. I just think it's a. Um. I think it's a. I think it's a moving chess, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I don't. I don't see how. I, I, don't, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't see how I, how I can massively get upset with those comments. I don't think Ismail's done anything wrong. I really, I really don't. No, um, you can't moan about being told, being labelled as not committed if you're wanting to leave. For me, you just because you're not. I mean, by definition, you're not committed to the club. Um, I, I agree. I agree. And it's not right or wrong. Like he's come out and said he's, he wants to leave, and it would have been communicated beforehand. Um, so I, I think you're right in saying it's a, it, it may be a little bit of gesture politics for me. Uh, Ronnie, can you explain why Brentford and Norwich appear to get overvaluations for their exiting players, but we always appear to undervalue our assets? I think the big difference there is Brentford and Norwich, both Premier League teams, both just gone up. So for them, they certainly don't need to sell the players. Uh, whereas for Albion's case, I think they do need to sell if they want money to, to spend on transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that is that is it at the end of the day. I know what I know what he means though. Like that. Yeah, like look at Watkins for example. If you're going back a season, thirty-three million was it? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money for a player who never played in the Premier League. But ultimately, the issue with like, if we take Watkins as an example, is that is that, is that so many clubs wanted him. Hmm. Like he could, he 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 had a pick of five or six clubs. Um, yeah. So that obviously helps. With Albion's assets, nobody seems to want them. No. I mean, I've got it on very very good authority. The only clubs in for Pereira so far have been West Ham and Al Hilal. Mm. I think like other clubs, obviously other clubs have got them on their short list of of potential targets and. But where they where they he is on that list is it hasn't actually led to any interest if he's third, fourth, fifth choice or whatever. So still a lot of time in the window. Oh, we all know one move triggers another, but yeah, I think that is one of the main things that you can't have a bidding war when you haven't got any bidders, and 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 there aren't any bidders really. Yeah, that's it. Doctor Strange, uh, and this one leads us on to our, uh, our preview for Bournemouth uh, pretty well. Uh, I'm concerned we're playing Bournemouth first up as I feel our press might not be perfectly tuned 
and they'll pass it around with their quality. What do you reckon? So yeah, Bournemouth, first game for Albion, first game in the Championship season, Friday night at the Vitality. It's not an it's not an ideal first opponent, but it's certainly going to be a really good possibility of putting down a marker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, that is a fair, very fair point um, that has been made. I think I said last week. If you could, if out, I believe if you could double everyone up. Albion after ten games would be that would beat the Albion that will play Bournemouth on Monday. Yeah, um, Albion will get better and they will get more accustomed to Ismail's ways and they will grow into the system. That's just that's just football anyway, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, Te- teams do improve as they go. Um, so yeah, I think that's a valid point. But Bournemouth away is a, is a, is a difficult one to start. There's no doubt about it. It's not. It's not, I think Albion will blow away a lot of teams lower down the table this season. And you would rather start with a couple of lower down... You would. You would. Mm. Um, that said, Fulham are finding their feet as well. They've Fulham, sorry. Bournemouth are finding their feet as well. Scott Parker's just come in from Fulham. So, I mean, he plays 4-3-3 pretty much, I think, doesn't he? He play, tends to play 4-3-3 at Fulham. So. Yeah. It's not. It's not as radical. It won't. I don't know what they played last season under Jonathan Woodgate or the. It was it Tyndall. Yeah. No. Um. But it's not as radical. It's not going to be an as radical change as Ismail's three four three. There's no doubt about that. But they're still finding their feet. Could they pass it round us? Yeah, potentially. It's going to be. It's going to be a very interesting game, isn't it? It's a good game to start. Um. I mean, great statement player. to make if you get that that first win. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great. It is a great statement if you get the win. It's not. It is, and it's not going to be the end of the world if you, if if you don't. Um. But. Yeah, is anything we just don't know. No one knows how that game's going to go, do they? That's mm. why. That's why it's such a interesting game, really. First game of the season because. Yeah, it could it could go either way. Yeah, obviously got some good players as well: Danjuma, Brooks, uh, Solanke, Billing. Um, so yeah, they, they signed Mark Anders as well. Um, so it will be a tricky one. Who would you go in your eleven if you were if you were Ishmael? Um, Assuming it's three four three. I think you can pretty much. It is going to be three four three. Yeah. Um, I mean, Albion will play that way every week. I think I, there'll be slight variants of it with people dropping into the, into the number ten role and stuff. And um, I think it'll be, it'll be, I think it'll be, but well, it will be button in goal. Mm-hmm. Then I would say it'll be a Jai, Bartley, Clark. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Although that's very harsh and O'Shea, but I think that's what it'll be. Townsend, Livermore, Mowat, Furlong. Yeah. Are you started against Blues up front? Robinson. With Brady it? on the right, Grant on the left. Although they were very fluid. 
but Phillips missed out from that from isolating didn't he yeah I genuinely don't know I don't I don't know who's going to miss out I don't know which one of the four will miss out I think Phillips might start although it's an easy reason I mean if he's been in self-isolation to just say we'll start Robinson it might be think? a little bit of an easy one to make easy decision to make so you think I think Dean Garner starts yeah we agree with that I think that. Dean Garner and Grant both start you think Grant starts do you he's, I mean he started has he started every game of pre-season I don't know started against Blues started against Watford I wasn't there for Woking or Wednesday well no yeah no one was there for Wednesday but he, yeah he started he started against Woking so I mean I, th- I think he's nailed on starter I think him and Dean Garner I think the big question is he's up top and whether it's Phillips or Robinson through the middle. Or Zahor. I mean, he's really, when you think about it, the only out-and-out striker in there. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I genuinely don't know who's going to miss out. I genuinely don't know. I reckon, I reckon, I'm calling it now actually Robinson. And I think Zahor will come on if they need something. Yeah. Maybe just switch up a little bit. I think I think Ishmael might quite like having someone as a horse style who can hold the ball up, bigger body, more physical. If, okay, we need a goal, we can stick the ball up to him and hopefully you hold it up and then play in other players. Do you know what? I'm going to agree with you, actually. I think it's going to be Dean Garner, Phillips, and I think Grant will go through the middle. I think Phillips will be wider. Do you reckon? I've, uh, but I'm just thinking because of the players they've got out wide. Hmm. I mean, they Brooks and Stanislaus won't it out wide. Yeah, Brooks is a is a big one. I think they'd want maybe a bit more protection for the wing back. I think Phillips and Dean Garner give you that. Hmm. It'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see who gets yeah who starts. But I said, I said, like it don't matter, does it really? Those they're all quality players. Yeah. Um, Until you get a central striker who you've signed, and you know you're you're going to hand the talent the, the the flag to and say you're going to be our leading striker. I think it's very much a okay. You're in there. Put in the, put in the effort. Yeah, yeah. All good. That just about does us, mate. Unless you got anything else to add. Well, mate, you barely spoke about Hernando's. Oh, you're right. Got there was just so that. much, just there was so much to squeeze in. We had a good night, didn't we? It was good. Shall we do that again? Yeah, we'll do. It. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. To be fair, uh, we, need a, we need a bet. Yeah, we need a bet. Yeah. I've not, I've not sorted out a fantasy Premier League this season just because Albion aren't in it. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. So we need, we need a way of picking someone to join us. Oh, I've got it. Go on. <laughs> and it'll give me reason to actually make sure this happens. We've I've talked about this for two seasons now, and it's not happened because obviously COVID. I really want to do a charity game, a Baggies broadcast charity game of football. Man of the match goes with us. Who's going to decide man of the match? Team votes. What's so we're taking two? No, no, no. 
Unless you want to pay for one, I'll pay for the other. Oh, uh, maybe we could do that. Yes. See, you're the the man of the match on your team because it's it's Luke versus. I'm still Joe. not. Uh, I'm not massively on board with this charity game, which that makes me sound like an absolutely horrendous person. I'm not against giving money to charity. It's for charity, it. man. Yeah, no, but you can't. You can't. Yeah, but we can't just say that and make that doesn't make everything like fine. It's doable. I think we can organise it. If you give me a baseball bat, I can't go around smashing the office if I just say it's for charity. Depends how much money you're raising. <laughs> yeah, we'll think about it. We'll think, but there's a preliminary idea. But the Nando's was very good, and it was lovely to have um, Fantasy Premier League winner from last season, Josh Kettle, there with us. Uh, yeah. Lovely lad. Yeah, he's a good lad, is not he? Enjoyed it. He absolutely grilled us for questions as well, which was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was keen on you, mate. He wanted to know everything. He did exactly what I would do in his position. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you did exactly what I would do in your position, ordering a bloody double pitter. Single not enough, was it? Did I get a double or a single? I can't remember. Oh, you got... Don't joke, mate. Come on. We all know you got a double. Yeah, I did get a double. Someone messaged... Was it saying I had like, the most bland plate of food ever? Uh, beige. Beige. Beige, yeah, beige. You yeah. did have a lot of carbs, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I regretted the, the garlic bread, to be honest. I was heavily criticised by yourself for having broccoli. Yeah, well, I was surprised. I didn't think anyone ordered broccoli at Nando's. Oh, no, nah, a bit of greenery, mate, on that plate. Can't go wrong. Yeah, but I, I actually were coming around to your way of thinking now. Oh, I, I should have, like, but you are a Nando's master, aren't you? So I should yeah, ex- exactly. I know, I know the place inside out. Yeah. Um, Right, that definitely just about does us because you told us to finish at 25 to and it's now 23 minutes to. There we go. Um, that's it. Season starts here. Uh, myself, Joe, will hopefully be there at the Vitality. Um, you can go to expressandstar.com for all, for all the latest on that and uh, ahead of it and afterwards. We'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Uh, if you could like, rate, review this, it would be brilliant. If you could pass it on to another Albion fan who maybe doesn't listen to us, then brilliant. And if they don't like us, then I guess they can stop listening to us as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, from myself, from Joe, a fun farewell. Goodbye.